No, I've loved seeing um I've loved seeing how much you have evolved with your creativity over the past few years and all the different mm -hmm. mediums you have been doing. It's really inspiring and it's inspired me to try new things. Hey, beautiful people, it's Adrian Pangilinan here again, and welcome back to Soul Supremacy, where we talk about all things unapologetic, all things fashion, and in pursuit of. And for today, we have the very beautiful, amazing, and vibrant Jessica Whitaker, all the way from Seattle, Washington. Is that Washington, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. When I got your email, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I have been asked to be on his podcast. I've loved seeing how much you have how many different kinds of mediums you've been exploring since I met you in, I believe, 2018. Um, yeah. And so when I saw you came out with a podcast, I was like, oh my goodness. And then when you asked me to be on it, I was like, my dream come true. So I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Uh, the hot, the hot, the, the hot mess just keeps on adding up. But you know what? Like, like what you'd say, you know, we got to stay on brand. No. So <laughs> we got to stay on brand. No, I've loved seeing... Um, I've loved seeing how much you have evolved with your creativity over the past few years and all the different mm. mediums you have been doing. It's really inspiring and it's inspired me to try new things and, you know, not limit myself to mm. one, just photography or just this ah. or that. So I love seeing how much, how, how much you have really grown in the last few years. And I'm really excited to be here today. Thanks, my Brand. You're gonna make me cry right away. We haven't even started yet, <laughs> but oh I truly appreciate that. And the reason why I say that too is because it 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 has been like it has been like over two years, more than two years mm -hmm. since I started my yeah. channel. But this girl over here, this guest over here, is the reason why I started my YouTube channel, y'all. She is the reason, and also she's the reason why I was able to have the confidence that I needed to really just kind of hop back into photography, you know, because um, seeing you produce your vlogs in a way where it was just like, hey, I'm going to have a videographer behind me just like literally like following you and just kind of seeing the process because I would do stuff like that when I was a teenager and just seeing you do that and actually like um, have an engaged community and 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 it being very, very impactful i was like if she can do it i can do it too <laughs> you know so i mean yeah. that's just very like the greater scheme of things but but really thank you thank you mm. yeah yeah sappy no, i'm just kidding <laughs> okay so actually before we get started with the main interview um i mm. have several icebreaker questions so are you ready or are you ready i'm ready my first question for you is what are five things about you that people wouldn't normally know from meeting you mm -hmm. for the first time. Okay, five things about me. Um, <laughs> I was in fashion, like fashion design, fashion merchandising school for three years in my senior and junior year of high school, my last two years. And then I went for a year at design school um, for college. Uh, number two, I used to play trumpet, bass guitar, and guitar all throughout like junior high and high school. Wow. Um, yeah. You were actually, a band. You're a band and, geek. There you go. Band <laughs> and I was, I was homeschooled, so it makes me even a uh, little bit oh, more wow. like courage. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Um, and then I, so I do really like music and I, but I cannot sing or dance. 
yeah, I can dance at the club, but that's like after a while, you know what I mean? Um, number three, I grew up in Seattle. This is where I was born and raised. I live here now. My family is from Alaska. <laughs> and so okay, like, Alaska, okay. We're remote. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I heard that there's no coronavirus in Alaska. Oh, there <laughs> is. My grandparents or, or actually only a little bit. Back. Maybe oh, they're okay. doing a good job. Um like so isolated. I feel like y'all are so isolated from the world though. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all from there. Um I'm not mm. though. I think it would be cool if I was because that's such like my cousins are so they mm. live here now. And yeah. whenever they're like, I'm from Alaska, they like, go, oh, that sounds so cool and like mysterious. So um number four, um my dog is named Bumblebee. Yes. He's so wonderful. Oh. He's a senior. I rescued him when I first moved back to Seattle in 2019. And then lastly, if I could go anywhere, my dream travel place is Antarctica. I wanted to go for about a year. And after I heard, I had a friend who went a couple years ago, and then I met some women at a workshop I was teaching who had gone like multiple times. And I really love those kind of adventure things. I'm not much of like an outdoors person, but yeah, I want to go to Antarctica. Um, But I've always wanted to go there. So hopefully after... Uh, everything, maybe like 2022, 2024 vibes, <laughs> I'll be able to go. So those are five things about me. Yes, thank you. You survived that round. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say too, where have you not traveled? Because <laughs> you, you, you've, you've traveled actually, quite a bit. I haven't been to South America, Africa. I haven't been to mm. Antarctica. <laughs> um, and I, mm. I want to do more exploring like around even North America. I've spent a uh, lot of time in Europe, but there's still, I mean, it's still so little compared to no, I, what I see online too. Yeah, I love traveling. I did my first solo too. trip uh, before COVID in December, 2019. So basically 2020. Wow. Where was it again? I went to Sydney. I'd always oh, yeah, wanted Australia, to go. Yeah, yeah, Australia. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because for me personally, I'm used to solo traveling because, well, this is just the way life goes. And it's, okay, super long story short, it's, it's, I feel like it's hard in the beginning, but if, but once Mm -hmm. you get used to it, it's actually so much more convenient and so much easier to just kind of like, I'm just going to go wherever I want to go. I don't have to worry about anyone else's schedule. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, yeah. That's really true. And it's really empowering. And the thing that was holding me back was Mm. um, once I realized, oh, I could just get travel insurance. I was so scared. I wasn't scared of any like outside things. I was more scared about like, what if I have an anxiety attack or like, what if I eat a strawberry and all of a sudden I'm allergic to strawberries? And And, and it's just you. (laughs) So once I realized, okay, when you have travel insurance, then you don't have to like, then it can for me, it alleviated that kind of um, stress and stuff. So it's it's awesome. I'm excited to do more of it and more with Bumblebee too. Want to get him yes. a puppy passport? I'm, I'm I'm so happy that you you were able to you know rescue uh, re- her right her. You, uh, yeah, you he, were able to... but like oh he I'll just get in my bed. <laughs> yeah, because my dog, my my dog too. Actually, I was just like, hey, I'm gonna put you outside for a second because well, she can be loud. I also <laughs> re- I also rescued her too. Hmm. But from my friend, like, well, not, oh. not no longer like an old friend, basically. like rehomed. That's still rescuing, yeah, yeah. Because, well, the thing with her was she was just gonna abandon her, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, no, just no, oh well, well, beca- no, no, because yeah, because after I saw her too, 
actually the only time that I told her to bring the dog, my dog now to like show us. I was like, I'll just stay here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's so sad. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. living. What's her name? Mickey. <laughs> Mickey. Oh, that's yeah, cute. Yeah, should have been Minnie, but. Okay, next question. <laughs> what? What is, uh, I mean, I feel like you've already mentioned it, but what is like one like uh, special talent that you have that none of us in our community would know about you? I'm really good at whistling. <laughs> like, I okay, go ahead. Give us a, give us a, a sample. Go ahead. No, I can't. I can't under pressure. <laughs> but like, I tell you, like, <laughs> no, wait, not wait, like we, that. I mean, imagine I'm not head on, like, a whistle. Time for my cover or something. No, like yes, yes. <laughs> I was gonna say, go ahead, Mariah. Here, give us a head tone. <laughs> yeah, no. Can you imagine? No, um, I'm really good at whistling. And so, have you like? There's some songs where there's a whistle, like July from uh, Noah Cyrus, and like there's that whistling bit, and I'm like, oh, this is my time to shine. <laughs> it's like the one thing I could do. <laughs> insert, um, insert you. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Oh no, yeah, I definitely would not. I don't know if that comes from playing trumpet, but yeah. I would not be surprised because of all the the lung capacity, skill, you know. Okay, um, we're gonna diverge just a little bit from that question. Um, (laughs) what does your morning routine usually look like? I'm curious. Chaotic sometimes. Okay, so Mm -hmm. it's not chaotic, but it's all over the place. I will have Mm -hmm. phases where right now nobody's gonna believe me if I say this but I will wake up at like six sometimes even like 5 45 like not like 5 a.m because mm. my dog he will wake up and then I will feed him and I have this weird like burst of energy where I don't necessarily feel like I want to go back to sleep until like eight and oh, so okay. um I because I work for myself for those watching I work for myself so I'm able to yes, start right at nine yes. and not mm-hmm. <laughs> and not have to like wake up and have you know get ready for the day I could just like sit there and maybe it's a bit unhealthy to be working in your pajamas but like it is what it is so right now I've been waking up really early but then and I'm like I'm such a morning person and I'll stay really focused on things until 11 but then like 3 p.m hits and I'm like out which you know six to three that's still what an eight hour work day kind of no, vibe, it but, is. but still I'm just like wow. maybe I should not be a morning person so that's what I've been doing now. And and there's not really a lot of structure other than wake up, feed Bumblebee, let him out, get yeah. like wash my face, brush my teeth, that kind of thing. And then yeah. dive straight onto the computer. But the thing is, yeah. I'll do all the tasks that require a lot of focus. So like um, the, any kind of beginning. editing. Yes, in the uh-huh. beginning. And then later in the day, after lunch, after taking Bumblebee on a walk, then I mm-hmm. find myself being like really like... I have ADHD and so I'll be like a little bit too, it's, oh, yeah. it's hard for me to focus after then I don't know mm. why just the structure mm. of my day I guess I can relate and then, I can um, relate yeah so yeah. I'll focus more on like emails and things like that that don't okay. require me like sitting there you know doing all these really specific um so that's my morning routine right now I love having mm. juice so I'll make juice mm. I have a juicer got at Target yeah. like the lowest one but like it, it's great you know sometimes there's yeah, a little bit of large chunks little apple slices in my cup you better but... give us your discount code you better give us a discount code on that add <laughs> <laughs> just the time yeah no I love having the juice it's so good and it makes such a difference with your skin like the next day just have a tons of carrots 
But you have to drink your it. If you're going to start juicing, your skin you looks it. good, my friend. Your skin is—it's the lighting uh, right now in the foundation. Uh, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I mean, you're, I mean your lighting is better than mine. I mean, I have like half like let me get my words together. Half like natural lighting on this side because of my window, and then the other light over here is like artificial. Clearly, you can tell I'm not fully lit, but. It looks you know. fine to me. I'm. I had to turn my camera like to the closest to the window. Otherwise, I'm in a yeah. cave kind of thing. So, don't uh, be mm -hmm. fooled. It's a little trick mm. of the. <laughs> it's my my friend. Reality. I. Yes, my friend. I actually have a follow up question on that question. Um. Mm -hmm. So then, so then it sounds like you really just have a full. I mean, it sounds like my day actually. I'm just kind of like all over the place in terms of like. Yeah. I get this done, but I have to do this. I have to get this done. I have to do this. Like basically jumping from yeah. one thing to the other. Yes, you know? I think we do have very similar because we do so many different mediums, yes. like different platforms, and so yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So my question is, um, what do you do to like, uh, for uh, self love? Uh, what is it? Self love? Mm -hmm. No, self care. Well, self love and care. Like, uh, what are some of your routines? Like, what do you do to take a break? Like, how do you take a break? How do you like? I'm gonna take a break for like ten minutes. Or what are some of your like? tools and stuff because for me i meditate i always have mm. to go for my run eight mile run like a Gee, grandma what? Are you for a marathon? i i'm i'm low-key training for it i'm low-key training for oh it oh my gosh but 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 That's it really amazing. just helped like with all of the yeah you know because by the time mm -hmm. i'm done i'm like i'm a little tired but also it's like my clear my mindset game is on point i can like accomplish anything so going back to the question what do you what do you do i'm curious so for me, I'll do um, pre-COVID, I would go to Orange Theory at night. Orange Theory is like um, a group workout class, but you don't yeah. have to really interact with anyone in a group setting. It's more like <laughs> yeah. all individualized. So I loved Orange Theory because it gave me a definite end to my day where I would be able yes. to go there and I know like, okay, after six, like I'm done. I've separated my day out. But yeah. um, since COVID, and I've done that kind of structure for a long time, even mm -hmm. like, you know, years ago before COVID. Um, but now one thing that I'll do is I find that, well, first I'll go on a walk with Bumblebee sometime in the mm -hmm. afternoon. Sometimes it's noon, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's not even till five, but I mm -hmm. have to force myself and it doesn't always happen. Like, honestly, it may be like five days of the week. It'll happen like three or yeah. four max. <laughs> but I'll do that. I like to listen to some kind of podcast that is not marketing, business, photography, anything related yes, to work. Yes, yes, ma'am. So yeah. right now I've been listening to just, um, it's called, it's like Beginner Russian Podcast 101 because I want to learn wow. some conversational Russian. And so um, nice. I'll listen to that. And it's a great way for me to be able to, like, it's all my senses. You know what I mean? So mm. I'm like seeing, I'm smelling, I'm listening to something that is also different than my my work. And so, um, yeah. and then at night, what I'll do is, this doesn't, this only happens like once, twice a week, but I love yeah. to take baths because it forces the water pressure, like forces your, um, I don't know what the word is, but like your system to like completely calm down. So when you're at the computer, neurons, time, neuron signals, something like that. Yeah, I sense signals. Okay, yes. Body. Yeah, neurons. Yes. Because yeah. when you're at the computer, I don't know about you, but I'll have those days where I'm so wired almost. I've had the like, coffee <laughs> um, yeah. or I've just been like focused for so long and I'm just like, I cannot, um, <laughs> yeah. I cannot chill my brain out. Yeah. 
So I take a bath and it forces my brain and like my body to like yeah. totally like chill. Yes. So decompress. Those are the two. Yeah. It, yes, yes, yes. So mm. those are the two things. But you can also do a hot shower. That's what I'll do if it's not a bath. But I just love baths too. Um, and then I really like to do some kind of journal, but I'm not really yeah. good. I used to journal a lot, but I'm not really good at it anymore. So I'll do some kind of guided journal thing. Um, mm. So those are the ways that I'm able to separate out the day and do nice. things that are because otherwise I would be listening to podcasts on marketing in the morning while I'm getting ready for work then I'd be all day and then I'd be listening to one in the car like and that's just not healthy you know and yes. you're listening to yeah. these episodes that are not they're not realistic for me like I'm mm -hmm. I'm listening to people who are trying to give me advice but they're trying to be relatable but yet they're you know what I mean like it's just it can be discreet you can Almost it can, it can be, be discouraging if you're not careful. If you're passive, it can be listening. too much. Yeah, it can be yes. too much. Have yes. you before we get to the next question? Um, yeah. Have you heard of a uh, uh, "Don't Keep Your Day Job" by Kathy Heller? Um, is that a book or a podcast? Yes, it's both. It it actually became a book I've heard, too. I've heard I've heard of it. I don't know much about it though. Is it good? You, it's really good, my friend. It's okay. uh, she's someone that's been she's someone that's able to like mix the tactics with like yeah. motivational and inspirational like with the mindset stuff and that's the one of the first things that i listen to in the morning along with like a lot of mindset stuff actually so yeah then I'm like, my next question for you is what is your favorite food my favorite food oh my gosh um probably poke bowls i love yes. those i love when wow. it's like the tuna and mango edamame I don't know Ooh. the sauce. I always switch sriracha. it up. Is it like spicy mayo? Because I feel like those have spicy mayo. Sriracha. I do like the spicy. And then there's mm. a sweet one you can put with it too. So poke, definitely. Mm. I actually, I, I, I feel like I've tried them, but not like as a bowl. Like I've tried the sashimi, mm. like okay. the, the, the tuna, but definitely have to try it. It's really okay. good. It's really filling. Oh, I bet. There's actually one by me, but I've just always like passed through it <laughs> because I see like fit people going there and I'm like, oh, looks like, <laughs> you know. Just like so my last question for you is this. I This is going to be funny. I love this one. So if you were to have a TikTok dance challenge, what would the first move look like? It would definitely be like somebody's like the move would be somebody struggling to find the beat in the song, even though it's super obvious. Like for me, I'm kind of like, wait, I'm like on the off feet. <laughs> so that would be my first move. Yeah, it's just yeah. confused and chaos. <laughs> I love it. It's that actually sounds hard, especially as a trained dancer to dance off beat. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like you hear the beat over here, but then you're like, you're so weak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be it. a challenge for some. For me, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, that's why it's called I'm a challenge, pro. right? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so thank you so much for answering these questions. That was actually really, really great. Okay, so my first question for you is, um, who is Jessica? So, I am 25. I'm a photographer, full-time photographer. 
I teach photography on YouTube and in my own courses. And then I also teach film photography on YouTube and very simplified tutorials just to get people exploring a new medium within photography. I have a photography Facebook group called Build and Bloom that's been around since 2016. And it's one of the largest, most engaged photography communities on Facebook. It's kind, it's inclusive, it's encouraging. And I'm so excited for everything that is in the future with Build and Bloom. And so I, when I'm not doing photography, I am either doing the self-care like we talked about or the opposite. Mm. I'm just like figuring out new business ideas for my yes. friends or, yes, entrepreneur. you know, <laughs> yeah, trying to like convince one of my friends to go on like a backpacking trip through Antarctica kind of thing. So oh. um, I feel like, oops, I am definitely somebody who is no chill all the time. Mm. You, you, you are such a mood. We love it. Okay. So my next question is if you, I mean, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, but I would love to hear it from you. Um, how did we meet? Yes. So we met at the build and bloom LA workshop in 2018. Actually, yeah. I, one of March. my, it was March. Yes, yeah, it was like March. So it'll be like three years by the time this it'll be three yes. years by the time this comes out. Yeah. It's so crazy that it has been that long because it seems like just yesterday. So we were doing in-person workshops mm -hmm. um, for Build yeah. and Bloom at the time when meetups were kind of dwindling down, but <laughs> still popular. And to me, meetups were just a little bit too cringe. Like I couldn't bear the thought <laughs> of hosting one. But you did. <laughs> Well, we did a work. Right? So the thing is, I didn't want to do a meetup because it just seemed like there's no structure and it would be a place where people could. I just didn't want anybody to feel uncomfortable in any kind of situation, mm. like whether they are uncomfortable because they see other people with better cameras than them or they don't really know. Right? Okay, there's models yeah. there, but they don't know how to interact. So Though that was popular and we were getting requests for that, I didn't think that mm -hmm. was very productive use of time. So yeah. what we did was we put together workshops and they were all free, like meetups are, should be. And um, we taught on basic marketing for your photography mm. business. And we would bring in one person from the city we were in. So in LA, we had yes. the speaker from LA or in LA, in Dallas, in Dallas. So that when we leave, mm -hmm. there's still that point of contact in the city. Um, and yeah. even just the whole way we structured it, I wanted to be really intentional. So I used to mm -hmm. serve in youth ministry. I have mm -hmm. a lot of experience in um, like putting on those kind of events. So I just yeah. pulled from those skills and, or pulled from that experience more and made sure that the whole flow of the workshop would be mm. like, when somebody comes in, they feel welcome. I want to introduce myself to everyone, but I also wanted to start right on time so that there's no <laughs> yes. like weird ming mingling before. Cause I hate the mingling, but like, it's just so uncomfortable for me. So mm, rather yeah. socially awkward, amen for the socially awkward. Yes. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that after at least there's something to talk about people are excited oh, you know yes. they have so the whole way we structured it I wanted to be very purposeful in it so mm -hmm. um that's where we met and then the workshops continued until like February 2019 yeah we had eight yeah wow wow I I agree about the meetups because I'm actually part of a uh, like a very very beautiful community here in San Diego, which is called mm -hmm. San Diego YouTubers, and it's a meetup. Mm -hmm. So clearly, but it's different. It's it's not. It's more. Yeah. 
the the I don't mean sorry I don't mean to interrupt you. Oh I'll, I'll, I'll not go. No, you're, you're so good. Go ahead. The meetups I, I'll make it just super clear because I don't want anyone yeah. to feel like what I. It's more of these meetups that were very open ended. It was like photography mm-hmm. meetup. Come on Thursday to Alki no Beach structure. and like there's no Maybe structure no exactly. Structure. Yeah. So That's when you have meetup groups can be great. <laughs> meetup groups can be great. Like San Diego YouTubers, perfect. There's common ground. There's structure. I'm sure there's also some kind of like root. Like there's some kind of there's structure oh, yes. to it. So yeah. that's what I'm back then in 26, like 2015, 16, it was these mm. really popular photography meetups that were just like a free for all. And so um, yeah. what I'm that's more what I'm referring to meetup groups. Yeah, yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. It's a great way to build community. I'm more I guess I should I need to find a different or at least preface with like coin a different term because it's not all mm. meetup groups are bad. It's just at the time, no structure. I didn't want to yeah. contribute to that. It wasn't productive, in my opinion. No, 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 for sure. I I agree. And I feel like too, like I've had some experiences with like some, like some spaces not feeling safe too. And it can Mm. feel very exploitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, yeah. So that, so we don't, yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree. If anybody tries to attack you, I will back you up. (laughs) So (laughs) we're going, we're going to the next question. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so what, what was Jessica like as a kid? I'm curious. I'm curious. As a kid, I was yeah, very creative, super creative. I was always doing involved in some kind of art classes. Both my parents are artists um, or were at one point. And so mm. I was really surrounded in that kind of environment, which was great and like, you know, very imaginative kind of thing. So yeah. I was always putting on either some kind of event in my neighborhood or like some kind of music thing or painting, making something always like, so photo shoots eventually with my friends as um, cameras kind of became like digital cameras in middle school for me became more like, not accessible, but more popular. So my mom had like a really small digital point and shoot. So those kind of things. um, Yeah. I was just very creative as a child. Mm. You mentioned earlier that you started doing photography in middle school. Would you mind uh, just kind of talking about that just a little bit more? And at what point did you realize that that was something you wanted to pursue professionally after mm-hmm. going to school for fashion initially? Yes. So I started photography middle school. Like most of my friends, um, they were getting cameras from Costco, like little point and shoots. And like, <laughs> yes, you know, starter pack. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And so uh, my neighbor, she, who was one of my friends, she got a DSLR. It was like a Nikon, like entry level kit lens. And she would let me use it because I had my mom's little point and shoot and most everybody else that I knew had the point and shoots. And so when I was able to try this DSLR, I was like, Oh my Mm. gosh, this is amazing. And so I saved up and I was able to get mine maybe like a year later or something. Mm. Um, and I, just continue to do photo shoots with friends because we were just really into doing like they wanted to model and then I was down to shoot whatever. So I would just be constantly shooting. And then it was never anything I thought about 
turning into a career, though I did have two women at my church who actually really like spent some time with me sharing like about, um, they would let me second shoot for them for weddings. And it, when I, I say second shoot very loosely, cause I'm like, yeah, you know, so young and using uh, like my DSLR, but not really in the full, like on P kind of thing. Um, yeah. but one yeah. of them showed me how to use like Photoshop. And so yeah. that was really awesome to have that encouragement. Cause my mom didn't really know, like, even though they're creative, like she didn't really know how to use like those kind of cameras and stuff. And so, um, so she, um, so when I went to school for fashion design, which is what I'd always been interested in, I took a gap year or not a gap year. I had one year where I was between trade school in high school and then going to FIT, which was the design school I went to in New York city. I had one year was at community college here. Um, well, I've always been to community college, but like I was here at my local community college doing all the kind of the, um, the basically saving tons of money by doing the work there. The the prerequisite. prerequisite. Yes. That's the word. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. The prerequisite. So I started teaching or I started a YouTube channel where, um, I just talked about like, style and fashion or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, I had been really interested in social media and this would have been in like 2013, 2014, yes. I graduated high school in 2013. So I started really looking into social media, excuse me, how it all works. Um, I helped my uh, friend with her YouTube channel and I knew this, I knew at the time the strategies to make really successful videos. So all the videos yeah. I helped her make hit like a million. And then I was like, She's like, you should try. And I was like, I'll do my own. So I would research like, okay, how do you, what's going to be my niche audience? So I I decided on my audience. And then um, as I went to design school the next year, it was basically like an outlet for me while I wasn't doing really anything creative. I wasn't doing music because I stopped doing, um, I was part of like our youth symphony. And I stopped that in my junior year because I, it became too much to do trade school and then also um mm-hmm. the symphony it was just way too much work so oh, I yeah doing trade yeah. school so I had no creative outlet, so I made my own and then I went to FIT and I realized like oh my gosh this is not the vibe but I wanted to stay in New York City and at the time I was only 19 I didn't realize that I could have an apartment, like I could rent an apartment and have to stay in the dorms, but I didn't know that. And, you know, obviously that wasn't meant to be, otherwise it would have happened. And so, um, I was like, I guess my only option is if I want to stay in New York, I have to stay at FIT. And so I applied to the Mm. photography program and I didn't get in, which praise God, like (laughs) first off the program in general, like, I'm so glad I saved a lot of Mm. student debt. (laughs) So yeah, yes, um, ma'am. Yeah. So I was really devastated about leaving New York. And that's where I had finally found a group of friends where I had like a group of friends. You know, I had yeah. always had friends like before, but not the same like vibe where it's like 10 of us and we would do so many things. And so I was really involved in my church. Um, and I just I loved it. So I was really sad about going. Mm-hmm. And so um when I came back to Seattle in 2016, 2015, 2016, yeah. that's when I was like. Well, I could just start like I was still doing all my photo shoots, even at design school, I was doing shoots. It was really fun. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't have applied to a photography degree if I wasn't still doing it. But um, yeah, one day my friend Peter was like, hey, can I come with you on a shoot? And I was like, why? Like, 
What do you mean we didn't? What do you mean? <laughs> right. do you, there's the, nothing to learn own, from me. There is only the photographer and the model. Okay, no distractions. <laughs> you know? No, so, I was just more like, <laughs> I was more just confused. Like, why would you want to do that? Yeah, like, you're right. yeah exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, I want to see. And I was like, sure, if you can actually find me a new model, like I'm so down because I was just working with my friends and stuff. And so mm. um, he and I was like, hey, we should film this. Like, let's see if I can make a YouTube video and I'll do the same kind of formula I would do for my friends when mm. I help them with their channel, which is like you put a number of like three hairstyles for this specific thing or like three mistakes for da da da. So I was like, I'll do 10 tips. No one else will tell you. And so I structured it out and then I did it and it was a, such a great performing video mm. and it's still, I mean, I don't think it's, it's not like it's getting like millions of views for every year, but it is at like 900 K, which is really encouraging. And it was really encouraging too. And that's been that's over a, yeah. years. That's an evergreen content. Basically what you're yes. addressing is like evergreen content, meaning uh, searchable content for years uh, well maybe years and years ago who knows years and years to come you yeah. know what I mean exactly yeah. yes so um that's a really great way to put it yes so I just started to make more photography videos I would still do like style ones but it wasn't until like a while later that I decided maybe I should just focus on this and I would still you know want to do my random videos or like oh yeah. these are my favorites this is how do I do my makeup it, I didn't really occur to me that I needed to niche down but um so in 2016 is when I started build and bloom and so mm -hmm. um I was a part of these Facebook photography groups and I hadn't really ever thought about using Facebook outside <laughs> yeah. of just for like personal you know um yeah. and we used it a lot in college but at FIT mostly but um, I was joining all these groups and they were just all dominated by straight white men and mm -hmm. who thought that they kn literally Sist know everything. Male. Uh-huh. Yep. So really toxic. It can also be toxic masculinity is part of that, yeah, but really not yeah. diverse in any way, yes. shape or form. So mm -hmm. knowing me. I was a bit of a troll in the group. So oh. I, I um, and so I would go in and I'd share my work and it was very basic, like what they were doing too. Like I was in Washington. Mm -hmm. I would like photograph my friends wearing like wide brim hats, like with the faded, like preset, like the LXC, <laughs> like, you know, the basic yeah. stuff. And that's fine. But I was doing like the same caliber as them mm -hmm. so yeah. um i mean there were definitely people who are like doing more but the vibe you see the vibe like it's 2014 we're all using like the lxc presets so i would post in there but i'd be like let me cause a little chaos in here so i would yeah. make my caption in all caps and i was like you guys are really so bothered by the most like silly things so i was like i'm gonna write my oh caption my in all caps it's gonna still be serious but all caps and so i would just get calm and that's how i would get good mm. engagement in the group is i get comments i <laughs> comments after comments why are you typing typing in all caps like maybe and i'm like you guys i'm living my life you know i'm in college like i don't really have much to do other than work and school and so i'm living yes. for like the chaos and stirring but the point is though i quickly realized before i even requested to join the groups that these were not diverse in the slightest and yeah. they're really uptight and like i mean all mm -hmm. like photography especially back then on youtube it there were few women barely any girls barely yeah stuff. but even still now but yeah. it's always been taught like 
that, I mean, there's much more than them, but when you go on YouTube, you do see more men than women, you know? So, um, with that being said, it was all really boring, really monotone, overly technical where people will be doing reviews, but it's not really consumer based, which a review should be Mm -hmm. based targeted towards the consumer. So Mm -hmm. somebody who's looking to buy something can make the decision then and there, yes or no. Rather, Mm -hmm. you have the consumer confused and continuing to search. So I started teaching really basic, simple ways of explaining. A consumer just wants to know. They don't. So with my videos, they might have less views, but they perform the best in Google. Like you search contacts G2 and my videos are the first because then a consumer can make that decision. So I knew like with these groups, it wasn't the vibe, obviously. And I started my own and it became the most successful because duh, it's the one that's actually like <laughs> doing a Engage- little bit. Like- <laughs> yeah. Engage people. There are friendly. Cause it's um, inclusive. It's kind. Inclusive. Yes, it's friendly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I was, I honestly, when it started to grow, I wasn't surprised and I don't mean to sound mm. that in an unhumble oh, way rather than just the reality good. check of like, the, com- the photography community is still very much like can be like this oh, yeah. or yeah. very like negative. And so oh yeah I, w- I was like, finally, there's going to be a safe space. And I always would go on doing live videos and Facebook first world out lives now be like my face mask, whatever, not thinking much of it because I'm just like me and people be like, I love this. I love that you're so relatable. <laughs> and I was like, wow, yeah. I'm really doing the very minimum year too. So it was so fun yeah. and it's still been so fun. And then, you know, the meetups became popular and then I was like, oh, cringe. Mm. And then I did art workshops and continued yeah. from there. Um, so that's, what was the original question? The original question was, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's perfect. I, perfect. I'm i in love because you like literally like kind of and I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, okay, how do I? Okay, okay, okay. Which, which is good. Okay, first of all, can we just give her a round of applause for being a trailblazer in the online space? Because, well, clearly. And then second, I forgot to mention, she is also a podcast host of her own podcast. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Which is not called. I literally forgot. <laughs> I it. It's so inconsistent. But yes, I would love in 2021 later in the year. I will make it consistent, like twelve weeks. I'll schedule it out and everything. No, no, yeah, no, no. I no, I totally get it because I guess it's safe to say that our lines of work are super similar enough mm-hmm. where I can understand that it's like even just doing YouTube, it's like already so time consuming. Just yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, um, I had a follow up question before we. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, you 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 are great. You answered so many questions. I was like, okay, I was gonna ask about this and this and this and this. Okay, good. You answer gracefully. Um, for those that are curious about um, well, because to you, like I I specifically remember watching your video about um why and how you should start a channel. I I still remember watching that around the time oh, I was yeah. starting my channel. So um, what are some like tips and advices or even maybe some like tactical advices that you'd like to share about for for anyone Mm -hmm. that's looking to start their channel and how they can like kind of um start on a right path basically Mm -hmm. from your experiences so i'll i'll speak from the perspective of it's somebody starting a photography channel but whatever it is you want to do copy and paste it because it's the same kind Mm -hmm. of formula so with starting a photography channel i would say start from 
identifying first who you're wanting to speak to, like, okay, find your niche mm. audience, but truly oh, yeah. realizing that if I want to speak to beginners and teach to people who's just starting out in photography, then the, like the lingo, the vocabulary has to be beginner friendly. So I choose not to make it super technical. So I don't want to also be boring. So, um, so kind of like adapting your, your overall brand to suit that audience on every level so that it's the most approachable and it makes the most sense. So first figure out your audience and then what you need to tailor to best serve them. So then I would say, think about all the video, all the questions that you've had about starting a photography business that you can't answer now. But when you first started yeah. out, were you thinking what, what kind of camera should I buy? What kind of lens should I buy? The most basic things that even if we think, not what's in my camera bag. Well, I'm mm -hmm. just like, nothing really interesting. Like, I don't know why anyone people, but then a lot of people watch it. I would, I watch stuff exactly. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, even when it comes to vlogs, like on a whole different, like mm -hmm. um, a whole different section of like vlogs, like yeah. people think that their life is uninteresting, but, and I've tried to get so many of my friends who I'm like, oh my gosh, like my friend, Laura, I was like, Laura, you should start doing some kind of like even Instagram TV. She has all these really sick tattoos. Both her and her husband have like so many mm -hmm. American traditional tattoos. I was like, do videos on your tattoos. And it's a passion of theirs. So everybody wow. has something or multiple things, whether it's like tattoos, plus this, plus that, that you can speak yeah. on that we're so used to. I see my tattoos every day. Why would anyone want to like, what? But everybody has unique um, attributes to them. And when you watch on, I mean, there's many people who are making very boring vlogs. Maybe they're not sharing their whole personality, but people are still watching them. Yes. So everybody has something that they can share. And I don't mean to say that in a mean way, but really you watch some vlogs and they're so like boring. And so you have to remember that like you are special and we're just so familiar. We're the ones who see ourselves in the mirror every, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we are already so used to ourselves, but everyone has something to offer. Um, yeah. And so really tuning into what that is. And if you want to start doing vlogs, if you want to start a podcast, do it. Cause even though it's like, Oh, there's so many vlogs out there. Saturated. Not all of them are exciting. Not all of them yeah. are like, they're, not all of them are going to be you too. So um, mm. write down all the, outside of vlogs and stuff, um, write down the videos and the questions that you had and just start making simple videos. It doesn't have to be it. it YouTube, it, all this, these platforms are a little barrier to entry. We just look at these other, like these large, them at these, um, big production values. And that's not the case. Like Instagram yes. TV, Instagram reels, they're created to be done on your front facing camera. That isn't the best quality. And that's what's expected. So like lean into that. Same with podcasts, yeah. like start with where you're at and with what you Low have. Low quality like this, you know, but we're having conversations. It's like the quality, like the quality mm -hmm. of the, the content versus the quality of the, the technical. First. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank so you. That would be my advice. Thank you. Um, my next question for you is, I, we're just kind of jumping all over the place. That's fine. Um, so I remember, and, and a lot of times I will, um, for those that are tuning in, I will be referring to her vlogs because she's literally someone that I, whose life, at least for, you know, the ones that she uploaded on her channel, I've really followed. So I remember you left your job. So I think this mm -hmm. is an important question for many, many people tuning in is, at what moment did you realize that you wanted to um, leave your day job to fully pursue 
working for yourself, representing for yourself and being your own boss? Yes, good question. So I started, um, I actually left my job in 2017. And then I moved back to New York City. And I have been preparing myself for some kind of pivot like this for a while. I mean, I had always known from when I came back to Seattle that I wanted to move back to New York City, but I mm. took a job as a social media director and that was essentially full time, like as full time as it can get with school. I was also in college, but part time because mm. I just had like four classes to finish. And then I also yeah. continued working in my e-commerce job, which I had since like I was a sophomore Um and I did that part time. And so I had always kind of been, you know, I was exploring this idea of doing more social media management for people. I had other clients and I still had like years into quitting um, where I would consult about their social media and things like that. Um, yeah. But once I kind of realized, like, I really do like teaching photography. There's a need there. But I I, I still I feel like I. um I knew if I moved to New York City, I already had my client base for photography clients, not just teaching, but for mm. photography clients there because I had established a bit of it when I was in school. And then I would go back. I'd go back in the fall and then the spring, like two two years in a row. I bet. So I a lot <laughs> girl, you're 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 being so humble. I we we love it a lot. You're I, I mean, well, I mean, maybe back then it felt like it, but just kind of seeing your body of work, you you have always, I, I feel like from my perspective, you have always been someone that's always working with a W-O-R-K and working with a W-E-R-K-I-N-G. <laughs> Thank you. But, but continue, but continue, my friend. Thank you. So um when I went back, when I decided I was going to move back, I was like, if I move back, I want to do photography full time. So um, because I did have that leverage of also teaching on YouTube, but most of my clients were not even watching my videos. Like they weren't photographers, things like that. But I had that yeah. little bit of like, okay, I could take them on my journey to New York City. Yeah. I can still like share that and I can start teaching also there too. Um, and mm. then I, of course, would have some clients that would come from that. But um, so... I just decided the when I actually made the decision, so I'd always been prepping for it. And I knew if I was going to move, I need to save up this much money. I needed to like prepare. So I don't want to just like breeze over that, but it's basically I used a lot of wisdom. I didn't just like, oh, I want to quit my job, go into it. I knew I wanted uh, that to be is, That is me. I'm like yeah. one of those like populations of people who actually now that I think about it, it's like, mm -hmm. I think even if I had tried to like stay at that job, Super long, so short, I was going to get fired. So do I either jump or do I sink with mm -hmm. it? So I'm like, I'm going to go jump, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yeah. 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 So it kind of like, I had, I kind of had a similar thing in my social media job where I knew it was kind of coming to an end. It was a really horrible yeah. workplace, like really toxic. Like I kind of lived for the drama in a way, but like it was, <laughs> it was just you so need, chaotic. I, I feel like you need your own reality show. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that exciting it's just how I take in the world and then I like mm -hmm. like I don't know so yes. um I knew though I wanted to be there for at least a year because I'd been at my job in e-commerce for years like seven eight mm -hmm. years eight years by the oh, time wow. I left so yeah. I wanted on my resume I didn't want it to be like eight years and like six months so I stuck <laughs> I stuck there for a year and then I quit horrible um but <laughs> Then um, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to start. I'm gonna, I want to do photography. I don't want to do social media management. I don't really like. It's hard. I, I, I did six months mm -hmm. of that. And 
even though yeah that's like that's what we're doing now for ourselves i mean i'm sure you can relate but i think mm. you just get to the point where you're like i only want to work for myself in terms of social media <laughs> you know versus like running someone else's social media i mean not to say mm. that like there aren't people i mean there are clearly a lot of people who are like interested in yeah. that but for me after doing it for six months i'm like why am i literally like being a cog to someone's wheel when i could be be my own wheel and be like the turner you know yeah yes i think so for me the reason why i didn't want to continue with it was because more of the pushback like clients mm. not clients but people that i would like help or like te- my coaching was different i did coaching where it was like a two-hour thing you know, mm. that was it, but management. So in this job, there's so much pushback. Like they are, they want to, you know, people love to be excited and told what the possibilities, but then when it comes to doing or trusting in this case, trusting, it doesn't uh-huh. come through. So there was just mm. so many obstacles where I'm like, I'm not able to do my job anymore because Ooh, yeah, you yeah, will yeah. not things like that. So yes, that's when I yeah. kind of like, I don't want to do this management anymore. I still had my client, like my coaching clients and things like that into New York city beyond, but no, I know what you mean. But for me, it was yeah. more like I need to move on. And so I actually had one of my friends who I'd been talking to online. Um, they visited Seattle and I was talking to them and they were at the time thinking about moving to New York or Los Angeles. And I was like, why don't you move to New York city? You can do this, this, and this, at the time it mm. was a better fit for them. And they're yeah. like, well, aren't you moving back to New York? When are you moving back? And I looked at him and I was like, uh, I'm moving back in September, actually in the fall. And they were like, wow. And so that was actually, I never really decided. And so when I said that, I was like, okay, guess I'm moving oh. back in the fall. So she um, imagined, she, manif- I, she manifested. And I also had a moment yesterday. Remember the trip that I told you? Um, super long story short, the lady that I, um, who sold the car to my friend on my way there? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, maybe I'll just say it out loud now, even though mm-hmm. I'm at home. I'm like, I am moving out. And I'm whispering because someone's probably out there. But <laughs> like I, I said that so loud. And then when I got there, sweet lady and all, the first thing she says, she was like, Oh, excuse me, I had just moved in here. I was like, Okay. Do you want to did you have you always lived in San Diego? Like when I met you, were you in LA and you drove up from San Diego to LA? Yeah, okay. yeah, I've, I've I've been here for twenty years since I immigrated from the Philippines. Mm. Yeah, okay, yeah. because I know for a while you were um, you were in New York for like you were traveling around. Traveling, I wasn't sure if yeah. you. Yes, okay. Um, People thought I lived there. Actually, I was like, I mean, well, why not? You're like my marketing. <laughs> I, like, you know what I, mean? I I I mean, yeah. I mean, I can. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 yeah, but but yes, but going back to what you were saying, yeah, I mean, I. I mean, even now having this conversation, it's like the power of words. Yes. And once I made that decision, I always knew I wanted to go back. Uh, I had already quit my job. I was still working in um, e-commerce, but I... I was just like waiting, like, what am I waiting for? And so then I went with my friends to visit apartments in September. And Mm. then I signed for my apartment and moved in in October and was there for a two-year lease for like a year and a half, like year and (laughs) nine months or something. It was weird, like 2018 to 2020, kind or I don't know, 2017 to 2019. But, um, and so for me, the, I had a, I'm trying to think, what was the original question? (laughs) oh no you're good what was the original question oh no no. okay (laughs) even i forgot to know okay so the original question was um 
yeah, what was like what really made you decide to leave mm. your your day, yeah, your um job then to mm-hmm. work for yourself? And actually, my follow up question is um like what were the, like what happened after basically? What were the mm. the what was the process like after? So after um I okay so. I knew I needed to book 10 photo shoots for the month of October. So keep in mind, I moved in in October, like beginning of the month. So I need to book 10 photo shoots. So I had been booking them from the time that I found like the apart, like I signed the lease um, from September until October. And then I had some that would trickle in like, you know, in the beginning of the month for the end, that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. I was just, if this is going to be, I'd never had the opportunity to do 10 photo shoots in a month because I was working you know, two jobs plus school. Um, Mm. and so once that, like, once I realized that I was fully capable, I knew I could do it, but I was like, wow, this is actually working out. Um, it just gave me Mm. the confidence. And I think most, like if any of you listening are photographers or videographers, you'll know it can become a snowball effect. And that doesn't necessarily mean the whole year it's still highs and lows, but once yes. you start getting that word of mouth going and establishing yeah. yourself, the work does come in. And so for me, that's what happened is I just continued to book clients because I put my I was able to put in the time to truly market myself. And now yes. not that I didn't have time before, because I I don't want to say that in a way of, okay, quit your job and then you'll have the time to market. That's not true. But I had never given myself the opportunity to have the time because I was so focused Mm. on my other jobs naturally, you know, in school. So um, the beginning process was fine. And like I learned what I like to photograph more in the city than others. So for me, I was I loved doing influencer like brand not necessarily influencers but like branding photo shoots and Mm. it was so interesting because coming from Seattle where the main there's still definitely there's still a market but the main market Mm. is more like milestone moments in the in the area of like engagements graduation photos and like weddings the usual in New York yes yes and in New York it's a whole different ball game like people I mean I had some clients where one of my favorite clients, he hired me because he wanted like his, um, he was kind of starting up like a Instagram micro blog, I believe. I don't know if it grew into a blog. Um, I Uh don't recall, but I would work with him about once a month and I would shoot six looks with him. And in Seattle, that just wasn't a thing. And it's not that it's not there in Seattle, but it is so, it's so interesting, the different market, how... Yes. Maybe maybe it's few and far between in Washington. Maybe I'm wrong, but in New York, that was the kind of clients I was getting. And so I loved mm-hmm. working on these more creative um, realms. I had this amazing, one of my other favorite clients was a musician and she just needed Instagram photos for her Instagram. And so yes, having these- They all better invest. Yeah. Yeah. And so these clients that were returning to me because it wasn't just mm-hmm. a milestone I was capturing of their engagement and then wedding and then, you know, I don't do families yeah. or newborns, so it's kind of it. Oh. But these clients who they had these continual things. So that's where I yeah. really was able to build up a strong clientele as well when I yeah. focused in. But I still do did graduation photos. I still did engagements. I still did a lot of things too. But it was in the beginning, it was really encouraging to see, oh my gosh, like yeah. there's so many more possibilities than I ever really thought. Yeah, you were more so from from what you were saying, it sounded like you mm-hmm. were like, I guess even without knowing really, you were like 
already so much more niche than what you realized. Yeah, you I know? think so. I think so yeah. because I knew from being in social media myself yes. what people wanted. They wanted the taxi mm. in the background. You know what I, I mean? I love, I, I live for your taxi shots. I, I, I feel like when I think of I you, I feel I like that too. is, that is like, that is the first thing that comes to mind. I think that is like your like trademark. If oh anything. my gosh. It's like taxi, like <laughs> so nice. it, it's funny. Actually, my shoots, even though we don't use taxis at all, like I think for me, in order for me to pose my model to get like a like a wind in effect, I'm like, mm. just pretend you're calling for a taxi. Taxi, taxi, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, totally. I knew what kind of things people wanted and what would perform mm. well on social media and like the details mm. and like we love a taxi in the shot, you know. Um, and like, you know, the more traditional New York City locations, like the Brooklyn Bridge, like those perform really well on social media. That's the locations when they ask what we should do, I say like, okay, let's go to these more like yeah. you know, iconic areas because that's what performs best and that's what their end goal is. Yes. So I love my clients there. I can't wait to be able to go back, work with them again um, yeah. come 2022 basically, but yeah. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, 22. There you go. Yeah. Uh, my friend, uh, I my, my next question is, um, mm-hmm. I, I know that your brand basically has evolved, at least clearly mm-hmm. since I started following your journey on YouTube in 2016. Um, what would you say, like, I'm curious now in terms of like operating your business, like what services are you offering now? Just so then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, where are you now in your journey? Like what uh, yes. services are you currently offering? Okay, so pretend like outside of COVID, like traditionally, um, I mainly now I'm in Seattle and yeah. here I do stick to my bread and butter of engagement photos, couples. I'll do graduation and I did graduation a ton until I moved to New York. Yes. Um, but here mostly like couples, which I really love. I don't do weddings. Um Unless yeah. it's something, I, I just genuinely, I generally don't do weddings, oh. but I love to second shoot for weddings. Me, me so, too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Come in and out. There you go. Get paid. Exactly. Get I brand. love Bye. shooting the wedding day, but it's, I don't think I'm able to keep up anymore with all the other things where I could give the true experience that a bride or groom, you know, as, yeah. as the people need. So yeah. I need to, I kept, I just filmed a video um, a couple of days ago on why I should do a second shoot. And I kept catching myself just saying, bridal shoot, bride, bride, bride. And I'm like, bruh. Mm. So, and then I saw a post, a base, it's like not all weddings have brides. And I was like, oh, this is oh. perfect timing. And then now I'm oh, like, yes. the bride. so I'm trying to catch myself. Um, oh, no, no. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I... Here, I'm like, if that's what is going to do the best here, like, I want to just do that as my bread and butter. So in terms of mm. photography, that's what I do. But then a lot of what I do now, since COVID has all shifted to online with the occasional in-person shoot for a tutorial, which is few mm-hmm. and far between, I need to get into more of them. But yeah. I mean, I've just been so like, I don't know. <laughs> I want to do them, but then I'm like nervous. So I'll do them with people that I already know and like kind of have a gauge for how they're like, are they masking up? Or are they like following precautions, that kind of stuff. So anyway, yeah. during COVID, it has shifted to online and mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that. I already had an online presence and an online business. Yes. So it just meant that I put more time into it. Yeah. Um, 
And I just supplemented. So the income I was, you know, losing from New York city clients and things like that. Um, I just started teaching like live workshops that were like $99 for like, you know, X amount of people. And it was like how to begin your business, things like that. So, um, that's kind of the current, uh, what's the word? That's just like currently what I'm doing with everything. Mm. And I'm excited to get shooting again. I'm just too, like, I have the ability to choose. So I'm just choosing to do as much online as I can. And I know that's a really privileged, like, uh, approach. And I'm very grateful to be able to make that choice. And I don't judge anyone who is shooting right now at all. Just as long as you're safely. But, like, Uh, I don't judge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you still have the – I remember you launched the course. Is that still running? Mm -hmm. Are you still – yeah. Okay. Yes. So I do have that still. I don't run ads on it anymore. It's funny you ask that because um, <laughs> for the past few days I have been thinking about it. So I have my like master class, which is like six and a half hours, like how to start one from like the ground up, a photography yeah. business. But I'm yeah. coming out with two mini courses. So one is going mm. to business basics, which is like the recorded version of the live class that I taught. It's going to be a lot Mm -hmm. more like structured. I mean, the live class was still structured, but you can imagine like there's a lot more wiggle room. People are asking like that. And then one on pricing. So the pricing is taken from the old course reformulated just for, you know, it's updated and stuff. And then I want to start doing little like mini, like, like bite size. Yes. Yes. Got it. Okay. Okay, yeah. and 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 my last question about this section of the interview is, um, yeah. give us a little sample of like what can people expect in your course, um, in in your like workshops and samples. And I think um, mm-hmm. the perfect question for that is, is how do you like, how how are you able to get your clients? Because when you were talking about that, I was just like, yeah, how do you do that for your, your um, photography clients? Okay, photography clients. Okay, so yeah, the. I'll first answer that so I don't forget. And then I'll do the bite-sized thing for course. Yes. So yes, yes. for photography clients, having a website that was optimized. I mean, back then my website was a little bit of a train wreck, but it still was doing well. So like I would always blog my sessions. I would keyword them. Um, mm. And then also Instagram hashtags. I know it sounds mm. like, oh, I've been trying. I've been doing that. 2011, just- but it still yeah. works. But it yeah. still works. And a lot of my clients would find me through um, Instagram. And so that was like, I would have my, I mean, now it's really popular, but your Instagram name, not username name. I had like New York City photographer and not a lot of people did that. Now they are. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that's how people would find me was mostly through social media and then from my mm. blog and website. But mm. nowadays what I would suggest people to do is still that and have your website yeah. tra- Really optimized the seo like leveraged up you know what i mean yeah um but also like try to dive into pinterest that's something the platform that i've been trying to commit to more in 2021 and it's crazy how much like so i did outsource a a marketing like something to be able to do my pinterest management um and that's something that i've only just now been able to even like do or afford but i knew i wanted Mm. to invest in something this year for my business and so instead of putting my own time into trying to figure out pinterest i knew that it was a successful platform i ended up hiring them and it's crazy because my pins went like every month my stats like quadruple and it's only been yeah them just imagine so, it's 
It's funny because I was literally just thinking about, I, I think this is just me, I guess, just being naturally inquisitive in that way. But mm-hmm. like, just imagine like your pictures itself becoming like the photos. That's the most like, becomes like a stock photo kind of. So everyone's like, oh, who is this? You know, then, yes. then that does help leverage your work in the yes. end, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And like people on Pinterest are ready to buy. So that also means they're ready to book. If they're looking up like Seattle locations for their photo shoot, you know, it's not necessarily oh. other photographers who are using Pinterest, it's your clients. So I would yeah. say really look into that. Like it's not as, you know, fun, maybe as Instagram, but um, it's still, I mean, have stop spending so much time on Instagram and really hone in on your website, look mm. into Pinterest and still put time into Instagram, like batch content, but Try to like dip your toe in a few other areas if you're not already. Yes. I would advise. And then um, what was the other? Oh, what was the other question? I think that was the question. Yeah, because um, I oh, wanted okay. to uh, just no, no. Yeah, just for a little bit of like um, some sample of what people, what information and like like mm-hmm. uh, tactics people would be able to get from your course. And what she yeah. said was amazing. So hopefully y'all are taking notes. Because I'm trying to, I am taking mental notes and I'm like, I'm going to go back on playback and <laughs> write it later. Like you don't have to hire anyone to do Pinterest for you. And I try not to really talk about that. I have anyone hired because mm-hmm. I don't really think it's like, how does that help anyone? So rather I would like say, mm-hmm. like, look, listen to Pinterest podcast. I'm not like, oh, I haven't aid Like I hired someone because I didn't have that, that ability um, yeah. at all before like literally this year when I like shifted things around to be able to afford it but yeah if you can't then you can self-educate there's so many valuable podcasts you don't have to pay necessarily for a Pinterest course at the beginning even like there's education out there for it yeah and um the the last thing I want to say about that is you you know what I I do feel like in this case a trans I, I personally took that transparency as a very good information because you are giving you, you as a fellow creative yourself and you are giving work to another fellow creative. So it's like, yes. you're also supporting the ecosystem while I also understand that at least for me to like, there's like the other side of people that, that don't have the money to invest yet, but at the same time in the long run, it's important to kind of start like, like basically for me, I've been, um, recently understanding the concept of you got to spend money to earn money. And also like, I guess being a freelance too, sometimes it's like, it's really about using our, like, we are our own, like we are our own machines until we get to the point where we can help ourselves by hiring someone. So, I mean, so, so I just want to say that what you said is not at all. It's very good actually. Oh yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I think to just add on, if I can, to that thought is um, the way that I teach in all of my content, whether it's free Mm -hmm. or paid, is I try to teach from as much of the most realistic perspective. I'm not going to tell somebody like, there's so many podcasts out there you can listen to on outsourcing. And they say, oh, even though you're going to go into, put it on your credit card and just outsource. Uh, I think there's so, it's just not... That's, I mean, they don't say that, but they're like, you have to just like spend it. You're going to get it back. And that's really like, can be terrifying for people. And so I don't teach from that perspective. So yes, whenever anyone is going to listen to my teaching, just know mm-hmm. that I teach to my, like, as I teach with myself in mind when I was starting out and I want it always to be realistic. And so I even have a podcast episode, actually, I was getting so sick of these outsourcing things where I made my own. I was like four ways to DIY when you can't afford to outsource and like how to restructure, reprioritize. Um, Because 
you really want to be conscious of what you're spending money on. I've definitely gotten screwed over too by people who are coaches or like, oh, we can make you this course or something. And, you know, mm. there's so many people out there with who don't really know what they're doing, but like they know a little bit more. So like they can still, you know, charge for it, but yes. like, and it doesn't help. So use wisdom and also know that you don't have to outsource anything yet. If you're going to outsource anything, have it be an accountant. You know what I mean? Where you absolutely cannot do their job, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what y'all for those that are still tuning in. Um, I'm just super thankful to be able to, you know, speak with her. I mean, You've already given so much. And um, I know that I'm very mindful on time. I just have two more sets of questions, if that's okay. Yes. Okay. So you're definitely someone that I feel like that has continuously evolved and shifted, pivoted, actually pivoted is the the better word for it. So you went, so while simultaneously doing YouTube, Mm -hmm. your your business as a photographer, um, being an educator, and then I see you on Instagram so heavily active, being a content creator there. Would you mind just sharing some of your um, kind of experiences on like how can people show up on, I think Instagram specifically, because when I see your Instagram, I see so much time, planning, and dedication. How do you do it? I, I, okay, I'm now at this point, I'm just like personally curious. How do you do it? Because I live for your aesthetics. <laughs> Thank you so much, first off, because I have not actually figured, I mean, it wasn't until beginning of the month, beginning of the year, it's February when we're, yeah. or, yes, it's February when we're recording this. Like, yes, so, yes. Um, I love it. I didn't have like a structure. Like I knew that I needed to because I would listen to the podcast on that and I would yeah. never implement it. So what I do now is first off, I batch content as much as I can. Now, it's mm. not always happened but last night I filmed 12 Instagram reels because and the reason I was able to do that is because they had the same kind of structure I rotated within like the same they were all like lists where you like point to stuff I had like three different it was all very repetitive so I'm not doing like 12 different reels where I have like different outfit chain you know what I mean my reels are already very basic but I kept the same structure so batch content creating but honing in a tiny bit more on like okay how can I I can only, I only today I will be able to produce the content that is a bit repetitive. So whether that's for me, like if I'm doing a sit down YouTube video, I'll try to film like two, at least, you know, two, um, when I sit down and they'll be the same kind of thing, same setup. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to, you know, I'm the equipment's all the same as the same structure. Same thing with those real pattern. And then when it comes to content creation for photos, same thing. I have the same lights. I'm going to be doing a similar lighting situation for everything. So the first mm-hmm. thing would be content, content batching, but being really conscious and realistic about what that looks like. And yeah. so, um, then from there, I actually, so I use a couple different apps. The first one I use for stories mm-hmm. is called Untold. Take notes, everyone. Yeah, okay, get on your Yes, get is the time. Go, go, go ahead. <laughs> so I use the app called Unfold, and it was recently acquired by Squarespace, actually. So you can mm, yeah. uh, story templates, but the cool feature is you can actually create different folders for different stories. So mm. you might consider every Tuesday, you're going to share this freebie. Every Wednesday, you're going to share this freebie. So I pop in mm. my Lightroom preset graphic with all the graphics and I'll label it like mm. Tuesday, the 24th slash, you know, the first yeah. or whatever. 
be. And so then I always have something on rotation. Now that does not always work out. Like sometimes I will forget to post on stories and that's okay. I'm giving myself more like grace there. Like I don't have to be on stories every day, but I will, I I need, I want to be able to put a little bit more structure into what I'm sharing. And I always want to bring people to other platforms that I have. So yeah. Having that Lightroom download graphic handy and unfold instead of having to scroll through my camera roll is great. And so when yeah. it comes to Instagram posts themselves, anything mm. that lives in the feed, what I've started to do is I use this app called Planly. I used to use mm. one called Unum. It kind of has become a little bit like, it's not like it used to be. I don't know what yes. it is. I, prefer I, I get that. Yeah, because that's what I'm using now. And it's like, it's different. It is. It's, I don't it's know. It's different what it, in a not good way. I, I know what you're mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, but Planly has a lot more features on it. And so I use that for like the static posts, but um, for reels and everything in general, I have a spreadsheet and it just mm-hmm. says, and I've only done it for this month, but because I, like I said, I started this at the beginning of the year. Yes. Um, yeah. I sit down at the beginning of the month. And what I did is I wrote down like Monday through Friday in like chunks. So like, you know, February 1st through 5th kind of thing. And then like, yeah. and then I just start brainstorming, like, what are the captions that I can write now that I can cycle out for in two months or next quarter? So I can start Ooh. building up strong content that people are going to save that are more mm. like three locations or three this or three that, like little lists people want to save and come back to. But yeah. I don't want to write this every single time. So how can I recycle the content in a good way? I mean, it's kind of annoying mm-hmm. when people just recycle, but when you do it consciously, like I think it's a really smart efficient yeah, way it's, it's, it's being conscious being intentional and being like like branding basically it's like kind of communicating the same thing so then people so so yeah. then you're establishing your authority in this you know yes and it's yeah. like if your content is helping people and it's very like um it's those lists and things people that's okay to be recycling if i did like a q a every month or like every not every month but like every week on youtube that would get too repetitive right but like yeah when it, kind of list like sit down and write out those captions and then I just write in the column next to it I write a little blurb okay I'm gonna do Mm. you know color theory on this or then I'll do Instagram reel and I'll label that as purple and that's the post or I do like green and that's an Instagram reel and just have like six six apps I use in photography so then I can like see everything laid out and then I can rearrange but I always have something to post of that when I'm going to post a value and there's Mm. days where I skip it but you know what all I have to do is copy that and bring it down to the next you know whenever I want the next day. And then the next quarter, you could even take it one step further and have there be um, your Google sheet. So kind of like the Google Excel version where Mm -hmm. each there's a new page and it's like, okay, quarter one. So quarter is three months. So Feb or January, February, March. And then and the next sheet would be April. And you can mm. take the captions from, let's say, January, pop them into April. And there's three months of content. It's it's going to be recycled. Wow. So, you oh, know, I get it now. I get it. Okay. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. I don't wow. And but you're able to just be able to, you put in the work, but it's, but it's only, it's literally once. Like, it's not mm. like every month you have to sit down and do the same. I mean, you will for the first three months, maybe like strategize. Yeah, well, because you're creating, you're creating mm-hmm. and then you get to kind of refine, reuse, recycle. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, because somebody told me that, um, 
that you don't necessarily need to create something new every single time, especially mm-hmm. if it's something that's working. That's actually like I'm sure you would agree to like lean, <laughs> lean more, <laughs> lean more into it and kind of you know yeah. kind of duplicate that success formula. Totally, and like. You can even within the same quarter, let's say you do a post on color theory in January. Well, you can still share that at the beginning of March, you know, so really start to stretch when it comes to and think outside, think outside the Mm. box when it comes to batch content creation and how can you truly get the most instead of just once or twice you're sharing that caption on a repetitive basis or like a quarter. So that's like my structure. Um. And Are you I have a freebie on this because I feel like if you did, I'm sure that would blow up. I have a what? Like uh, some sort of like kind of guide, freebie guide on like how to. Oh, be, be, I because make something I should actually make, make, make something. You should like because, a template. Yes, that will blow up for sure. I know that will because, yeah, it will. The last thing too would be for Instagram Reels. I have a Google Doc. You could do your notes mm. too. I just have a Google Doc, um, and I just write out all the ideas, and I'll just like brain dump like as many for the whole month and instagram reels you do you can't really repeat but when something when a format works you could repeat that and so yes, uh yeah. and like make it into a couple different pieces but then i go to the google docs when i'm like okay it's time to make the reel whether it's batch or just like one off kind yeah. of thing and you just go in there and then i like highlight the ones i've done and then at the end of the month like now i'm scrolling through and i've done almost all of them so like i like wow. to have the visual stuff and like it all written down so it's not just like rambling around in my mind but rather it's out <laughs> i don't have to remember yeah yes you know yes yeah okay so for those that haven't seen her instagram y'all will need to check it out because everything that we've talked about it will make sense okay it will make sense and um, thank you again for being here and for someone that does a lot. You are definitely someone that I consider as a multi-hyphenated creator in general. So now we're going to shift towards the last part of the interview. And um, and this is something that you've definitely um, openly and, and really like beautifully articulated through not just the you know, saying, but also in, in the, the showing of like your mental health. I'm curious. How have you been able to navigate through all of this, um, you know, in regards to your mental health? Yes. So I started talking about like struggling with depression and anxiety, Mm. more so depression in years ago, maybe 2018. I was in New York. I remember making a vlog and actually openly talking about it and like what was making me upset kind of thing. Um, And so ever since then well first i'm on depression meds and i have Mm. been for like years now and it helps Mm. so much but um Mm. i would say though i do still have times where i am like i don't know if sometimes how do i say this so Mm. i've found that like during the month like with my cycle and i listen to podcasts on this as well like I don't know what the word is and I wish I could find the podcast is like a very random one um, where like there's certain times of the month, like around your menstrual cycle that you're more focused, that you're in this one zone, you're in this, you're in that. And so Mm. I've taken that and I do, I mean, 
the depression doesn't really correlate, but it will in a second will make sense. So I will yeah. try my best because I have the ability to structure my month because I work for myself. And there's still times when I'm not able to when I'll track like when I'm like my mood basically the whole month and I average it out and I'm like, mm. if I'm going to film YouTube videos and batch content, I should do it this week. This is my time for planning and focusing. Wow. I wish I could know the podcast because it's so much more like articulated. When, when you remember, um, I will put in the description box. Wow, the description box. <laughs> yes, I'm going to try to find it. And I remember that the guest who was teaching it was on a few. So mm. it was really well done. And so I kind of can translate that as well with my mental health is I'm trying to track like my mood and like, okay, not as my mood might not be the right word, but um, in order to kind of help is like going on those walks, exercising um, at the end of the night, like taking like a really hot shower or bath to like physically decompress and stuff. Yeah, um, because yeah. otherwise, if I'm just on my computer all day long, which is mostly what I'm doing, but with no breaks, mm -hmm. I find myself getting really caught up in like numbers or like comments or this or that, um, or like discouraged or um, emails. Like I'll get email replies from my email list and they're just like, I never signed, like they did sign up for it, but they'll be like, I never signed up for this. Get this F off my inbox, whatever. And I just have oh. to like, see all this kind of stuff front, like, yeah. all long. so it's what a I lot. Yeah. And I'm like, you, and then I just reply, I'm like, hello, if you're still receiving this, you did not, uh, you did not unsubscribe, do that. And I never hear back from them. Yeah. Oh, no. So I get like being, having all of this information constantly also like just always is constant stimulation almost yes. um, also reading comments and things I'll find myself getting really caught up in like okay I need to hit a certain number or like you know discouraged mm -hmm. or encouraged and I'm trying to like retrain my brain to not be so reliant on checking my phone to get that dopamine hit because one time I had it and so maybe if I check it this time I'll also experience it again and so trying to like separate uh. my, like my like trying to make compartmentalize my brain so that then when it comes to my mental health, it's not directly correlated with like, Oh, why did I lose a hundred followers over? Yes. Let's say like my post when Biden won kind of thing. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, <laughs> not that I, I was like, no worries, no worries with that, but you can see oh where it's goodness. like, yes. Like drop or like you get the attachment, the attachment. Yeah. yeah like the attachment, uh, uh um, I, so I'm not sure. Well, I'm sure there's a term for it, but I yes, think what I'm trying to say is like being like attaching much more than what you need to to certain things. Your worth or your work ethic. And to be clear, I'm happy mm. by it one, just to be clear. But you know, not everyone was. And so, with that all being said, though, so yes. mental health. I'm trying to share more about that on YouTube vlogs. But I also come into this space where I'm like, is it really interesting? And even though like 20 minutes ago, I was telling you guys, you guys, it is interesting. Share what you want to share. But even I'm like, I don't know, it's maybe too boring. And so this is mm. a good for me as well. Like yeah. when the, the mental health, I think deleting Instagram from your phone when you're not, it's not the work day. That's something I did um, all the time in New York. Like I would delete it when I got back from my commute and be, and I would download it right when I would leave. And even now here, I'll wow. just turn it off my phone the whole day, unless I need to log in to post something because I want yes. to YouTube. So why is my time going into scrolling on Instagram or like what I'll Mindlessly, do? Mindlessly, unproductively. Yeah. Yes. And one thing mm. too you can do is you can utilize the mute feature and this isn't bad. People are like mute, what? Like that might as well block them. <laughs> like, no. So I'll mute. Oh, 
almost everyone on my list. So that when I'm on Instagram, I just am there to post and then I interact. And when I want to consciously consume people's content, instead of scrolling passively through it, I go to my following list and I watch and I watch almost every night people's stories from there. Mm. But then I don't get into the cycle of like watching stories, watching stories, and then an hour goes by or I feel discouraged. Mm. Pairing. So that's like a great way to consciously like really mm. utilizing the mute feature. It's not yes. that it can be really healthy and it can even be more productive because then when you're, you're actually picking whose stories you want to watch too. And then you're able yes. to, you know, yeah. So I yeah. think those are ways that I've been able to help my own mental health mm. in small ways when it comes mm. to like social media consumption and just my job in general. Yeah. Well, okay. First of all, let's make it clear that like what I said earlier, this lady over here, she does a lot. And what she just explained, it's, it almost feels like it's common sense because Mm -hmm. there is really something about overstimulation. And, um, uh, uh, I'm not sure if you've also like heard of, um, if, if you, when, when you, if you get a chance to listen to Kathy Heller's like podcast, don't keep your day job. She really like talks a lot about like disease like sickness mm-hmm. a lot of it relating to this ease like if you break it down like d-i-s oh. then ease you know what i mean it's like yeah. stress related stuff so basically what she uh majestic over here just kind of really beautifully elaborated on are different ways of tools of navigating and coping with finding ways to give your brain a break from the overstimulation because clearly this, that's where we live in now. It's just it's yeah. just what it is. And for me too, I just wanted to add in too, lastly, that I lost data. Like I capped my data like a few weeks ago. So I was like, no, social media. I yeah. I, I, I went crazy for a hot minute. But yeah, then you, I kinda, you know? Yeah, yeah, but then I've kind of come to realize that, oh shoot, I can actually live. Like I can live separately from my work because we are not yeah. our work. So what yeah. I started doing now when I got back to it is um, here. <laughs> Airplane mode. I Yes. You know, yeah. like just like with you with like social, uh, deleting social media. For me personally, I'm not sure if I can do that. But at least for, for me, when I need to, I will just put an airplane mode. So I get yeah. no distractions whatsoever. Yes, yes. Yes. Totally. Yeah. I think that's the perfect, for most people that would solve it. Like honestly, putting airplane mode, turning off notifications. I think a lot of people do that notifications, but um, as little st- distractions you can eliminate too for your work day. Yes. Because yeah. it's not like, I mean, most people also probably listening, you're not using social media as an average consumer, you're mm. creating. And so it is part yeah. of your work. You're not on Instagram because it's your personal account. And, you know, you, if it's directly related to your work, it can be hard to have boundaries, like where's the yes. line. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's best to really just look at it. I mean, what I even said as part of my 2021 resolution, at least like to my friend, I haven't made it like a thing but like I want to just use Instagram for my business like that means Mm. for me going on just for personal I want to be really conscious so you know muting and watching there like I still am going to do that kind of thing but making those decisions about how am I going to rewire my brain in terms of social media (laughs) and really just like it is my business so I can't take it so personal when somebody like emails me something rude or you know I I know when you can compartmentalize then it helps your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. Jessica, you are a trooper. Okay. 
a trailblazer. You're doing things of all the things. And um, before I ask you the final question, the closing question I love to ask everyone, do you have any last words of advice or anything else you'd like to share with um, our loving audience over here tuning in? I think my biggest piece of advice would just to be continue to work where you're at, continue to work with what you have and with those around Mm. you. Like, don't feel like you need to move to New York or LA unless you really Uh, want to. I know you want to LA. Destination addiction. Yeah. (laughs) But do it if you're going to make those moves, do it for yourself, not because you think once you get there, everything's going to like you know, change. If you have a plan and every, I mean, you know, it can, but really kind of the point of me saying this is just to be encouraging in the sense of like, especially right now where a lot of us are, um, maybe you moved out of like in New York, you moved out of your apartment and you're now living with your parents for like the foreseeable future. And you didn't plan on that. Well, continue to work with what you have and exactly where you're at and make the most of everything. Cause you can only grow from there. And so when you make Mm. those moves or when you upgrade or you do this or that to change, then you will be able to fully utilize it to your, to it or your full capability. So don't feel like you have to, um, to, I know like so many cameras are coming out and things like that. And you don't need the latest and greatest to be able to create, especially right now in quarantine. If you want to start a podcast, don't wait until you have to have a microphone and are like, you know, some big setup. So like continue to lean into where you're at and grow Mm. from there and be a conscious consumer too. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Very, very, very timely, especially the part where you just mentioned about um, just really working with what you have. And I think that all kind of goes back to gratitude, you know, because gratitude. Yeah. Okay, my friend. So the closing question for this very, very awesome interview. You did so well. Thank you. Thank you for answering all my kind of questions that I had um, is what is the legacy that you would like to leave behind? Oh my gosh, that's so good. I think for me, I want to make sure that I'm always have been able to create a safe space for people where everybody feels welcome. And that even in industries like photography that are very male dominated and specifically like, you know, like straight white male dominated, these very like industries that are like, we're supposed to be creative. We're supposed to have fun. It's supposed to be silly. Like I want to make sure that I'm able to continue to make that a safe space for people where mm-hmm. they're able to really dive more into their creativity and ask questions and grow. And so I always want to make a welcoming environment, whether it's in person with workshops or the networking groups or this or that, or if it's online and build and bloom or how I teach my videos, I really hope that with my legacy, like people just have always felt really welcome and leave feeling mm. encouraged. Yes. And you have, and, and oh, I mean, which you. is clearly why we're doing this. So, um, okay. My friend, this is the time of the time to plug. Where can people find <laughs> you and please share, please share upcoming work because actually, actually before you do that, hold on, let me just do like a clear, so this is, I think yours is, yours is definitely going to come out in April, if uh, within the first no two weeks worries. of April. So oh. whatever you have around that time, uh, around mm. that timeline would, would be perfect. You can find me over on Instagram, YouTube at Jessica Whitaker, which is just my first and last name. You can probably find it in the podcast title for spelling. And then you can also join the Build and Bloom Photography Community on Facebook. You can I'm a part of it. it. 
Yes. yes. And that's how we met. We used to do in-person workshops back in the day and who knows, maybe something will happen in, you know, upcoming years. And if you want to learn even more, I have my paid program, such as my online photography workshop, where I teach mm-hmm. you how to start and scale a photography business in your own backyard, or you can listen to bite-sized pieces on my own build and bloom photography business podcast, but it's not just for photographers creative entrepreneurs of all kinds can listen. We just have to niche down for the purpose of, you know, like the algorithm thing. So um, that's where you can find me. That's where you can find the community. And I would love for you all to join, at least check out the build and bloom Facebook group. Yeah. And your YouTube channel. (laughs) Oh yes. My YouTube channel. Yes. You can find my YouTube at Jessica Whitaker. um, And that is where I share lots of photography tutorials and sit down videos. And the podcast is a lot more informal and the YouTube channel is a lot more like, this is, you know, this is this and this is that. And then the podcast is a lot more rambly and things. So depending on what your cup of tea is. Yes. Whatever. Uh, I said this thing yesterday and I messed it up. Whatever. Floats your strokes boat. Your, what is it? Floats your boat. Floats your boat. I was saying folks, your strokes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, thank you so much for being on the show. Like I'm really, really honored and thankful to finally kind of have this experience, like being the person who inspired me to delve into this self-representation. Like this is so important to me. So I'm Mm-hmm. I am grateful for you to, for you to be here. Thank yeah. you so much. It was so great to talk to you. It's so encouraging. And I'm so excited to see everything that's ahead for you. Thank you, my friend. And on that note, this is Soul Supremacy. We made it to the end where we talked about all things unapologetic, all things passion, and in pursuit of. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you all. Bye. Bye. This podcast show is a product of Studio Penguino. For more information about advertising, please visit www.adrianpenguino.com.